Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Uh, Steve has a um, has a question for everybody. Well, we've been talking about celebrities becoming politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this feels like a good thing or a bad thing. I've I've been anti it. I don't think that it's a good choice to make. But apparently. I am I'm somewhat alone in this regard. So, Donna, if I said you could pick a celebrity right uh. now, which is our Facebook question today, what celebrity would you pick to run for president? Um, who would you pick if you oh, had to? Oh, that's such a hard question. Um, a celebrity. How about Jerry Springer? He's, so what happened he was to your a brain politician. I was going to say, and a lawyer. Because yeah. well, he was a politician, right? Wasn't he like the mayor a, of Cincinnati or something? He was a politician. Yes, indeed, he was. Um, and, and then he lawyer. became a, yep, yep. A lot of politicians are lawyers. Yeah. Um, I am Grant. Would you turn to anyone in particular to, to run for <laughs> president? Oh, gosh. I don't want anyone in... I'm not. I'm. I'm against this whole concept of having celebrities in the office of president of being the president. So now, why is that? For just you? Be, for me, it's because like you kind of have mentioned in the past with The Rock. Let's just say he's kind of a big one, and I don't mean to take your thunder, but like I like knowing him as The Rock from the wrestler. I like knowing him as you know potentially the Terminator. All these like I enjoy him for escaping reality and giving me that that sense of relief. Right. I don't really want. Not that he can't comment on stuff like that. I'm not saying that he can't, but I just don't want to see him lose half of his followers. Because if you say one thing now, the way this country is so divided, you're going to lose half the love. So That's the truth of the matter. We'll get this. There is a survey that of 30,000 American adults, so a big survey that says 63% uh, of those surveyed think Hollywood stars can make good politicians. As long as they have like the right attitude, the right support staff, they could get it done. For instance... Matthew McConaughey, as we've talked about, he has talked about running for governor. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, has considered a presidential campaign. 58% of those surveyed say that they would support them. You break the numbers down a little bit more, 29% said that they would vote for both. Another 17% said they'd be into The Rock, but not Matthew. And another 12% say yes to Matthew, but they're not committing to The Rock. But only 21%, by the way, said they wouldn't vote for either oh, oh wow that's sure. surprising but i mean what do we know about their political philosophies great question i don't know anything about either one of them i don't know are they republicans democrats independents what 
I know The Rock endorsed Biden and Kamala in the last election. Um, that doesn't mean he's Democrat or Republican. But I, at least with Matthew McConaughey, I feel like he's been setting the tone, especially with that thing he did in Texas, you guys. You know, like if you guys watched any of that, it yeah, seemed like every I single did. thing he said felt like it was a speech getting ready for yes. a run. Uh-huh. So I think he's at least laid the groundwork for kind of selling himself that way he's such a proponent for texas you know i i i could see him more in that role than i could see the rock as the president how about this angelina jolie 30 percent say they'd like to see her run for president mm. which is more than would like to see oprah run for president she came in at 27 percent hmm. let's see here sorry guys my I think my son's you, broken into the bathroom. Can you imagine the <laughs> arguments between Angelina Jolie and her father in that whole situation? Because don't they not like each other because of politics, right? I oh, don't. I right? thought it had to do with her mom. Oh, I might be wrong. I thought there was a huge feud between them for years due to their polit- political views. But... Oh, see, and I always thought it had to do with her mother, his ex. Tom Hanks came in at the list next, 21% that say, yeah, I'd vote for Tom Hanks as president. Will Smith got 17%, Clooney 13%, then Leo. Like, based on what? That's like likability at the box office? or I I think so. And that's why I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, and... uh, I mean, it's not like it hasn't been done before successfully. Sure, Ronald Reagan. Very successful. Uh Uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, George Takai, oh, I, I believe, we, was... We did our College of Pop Culture. One of our first ever ones was about this, actually. I got a few of them here. Let's see here. Mike Rowe is a suggestion on our Facebook oh. page from Dirty Jobs. They'd like to see Mike Rowe run for president. He's definitely laid some groundwork for himself. He's been very vocal and out there doing things that aren't just acting and being pampered by Hollywood. Like, I have a feeling he wouldn't... He's at least laid some groundwork down. Hmm. Um, I can see like an Alec Baldwin. He's extremely political. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I would vote for him. It's got yeah, a little bit is. of an anger issue. Yeah. I think a lot of the names that come up here, you know, you're thinking of a likable, winsome personality in terms of being able to bring people together. Mm. The only sticking point there, to your point, Donna, is... Let's just take conservatives and liberals for a moment. They generally have a different idea about a whole lot of things. They might have crossover in some area where they tend to agree, but usually the more hot button issue you get, the different opinion that they have. I don't know if I don't know if those 30,000 adults who were surveyed asking would you like to see Hollywood stars run for political office, they might not be thinking of it that way because right. you're right, political ideologies will come to light obviously. And so then you would, maybe you like your stars being apolitical. Right. And just being. And you're musicians. And you're, yes. Yeah. As opposed to, do you like, let's pick a name on the list. Do you like George Clooney as much if he is deeply conservative? Or right. if you're conservative, do you like him if he's deeply liberal? Right. Then does that change how you watch his movies, enjoy his stuff? Yep. Yeah, I think it might be better to, I don't know. Just stay in your lane. 12% want to see uh, President Dolly Parton. Ha! <laughs> that would be fun. 10% want Harrison Ford, who is a few months older than President Biden. Hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Wait. 9% would send Ellen DeGeneres. No. Uh, who who did you say was... Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, Ford oh, a few months right. older than yeah, uh, President Biden. Yeah, he's, he's old. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. People get old. I know. 
like can't hmm. go get old. I can see that. I like how Donna said stay, uh, not to bring it back up, but you said stay in your lane. And that's a term that when people say that to Hollywood people, you hear them say like, oh, they get all upset about that. Well, because they're people too. Right. You know, and they have views. And I, and that's, they're not just actors. They're people who vote and. Absolutely. And that's have, what. Yeah. I feel like they could put themselves, you know, to use that power, use that star power to get your influence out there and do some good in different ways, but... Or campaign for... Well, that's also going to create... Mm-hmm. I was going to say campaigning you're gonna, for a, a politician. You're going you're gonna to separate yourself there, too. So it's kind of a touch... Yeah, it's touchy. I would be definitely treading lightly with that one if I was in Hollywood. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, we don't... I think as a show, Steve? we don't want to see it, right? No, I just, don't. Yeah. And, but, and use your cool platforms like The Rock... Use it to inspire people. Exactly. And when an issue comes to mind, use it there. But then it'll just be one ingredient in the meal that you make us. Instead of, I've abandoned movies and entertainment, and now I'm going into political office. What do you, uh, who would you vote for? Tom Hanks. I like Tom Hanks. Of the list, Tom Hanks. Me too. I could also, I could kind of see George Clooney walking up to a podium <laughs> in the midst of a really pressing, dire situation, giving a... An address to the nation. Hmm. Don't you feel like he would do that in a really poised manner? He would. I do. Make you feel kind of comfortable? Tom Hanks would really make me feel comfortable. He's the only one in that list that caught my attention. Really? Yeah. I like Tom Hanks. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Let's stay fun. Okay. We'll do another study. Yes. uh, We will. But this will be an official study. This is an official study, which is why we'll put it in according to a new study. I don't know the last time you've been to Disney World. But for some reason, I think maybe because Disneyland is getting closer to opening, they put out a list of adults' favorite rides at Disney World. So if I could drop you in Disney World right now and you get to ride one ride, what would it be? People mm. answered that question. We'll tell you what topped the list when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex. And you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase. Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal? How about the most comfortable fabric that you will ever put over your nether regions? You need to believe me when I tell you that because it's true. I've tried all sorts of different kinds, including some really big names out there that say we have the most comfortable. Nay, said the horse, you do not. The Chill Boys are so comfortable. They're made of this bamboo fabric, which is just like made up of cumulonimbus clouds. It feels so good. (laughs) It is so cool. And my groin has been super happy with me ever since I made the switch. Good to know. Great for biking, (laughs) hiking, fishing, working out. No wedgies, no chafing, no odor. You guys, you got to try these. Go to chillboys.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm Donna. Hi. That's Steve. <laughs> I am Grant is also with us. Hello. We're all buddies. Studies have shown that medical- studies have shown that the microbial Several long-term oh, studies have boy. shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Now, I want to be courteous of our podcast listeners, of which we have many. And, you know, when we play popular music, we're not allowed to play that on the podcast. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, So, Grant, would you be able to pull up royalty-free music that sounds whimsical and Disney-esque? Let me see what I can find. Oh. 
I just said, all I do is I give. I give so much. I give to people. <laughs> and I want them to be entertained while I tell them this. Because okay. this is a fun study. Disneyland is uh, set to open this month after being closed for a decade or so. And Disney World uh, has already been open. They opened back in July. Florida and Cali obviously handling the pandemic in very different ways. So this study was put out. According to grown-ups, what? what's your favorite ride at Disney World? I am looking at the list, and I cannot believe that my favorite ride did not make the list. Turn that up a little bit, Grant. Did you hear me? Hello, boys and girls. Time now to hear from Aunt Donna because her ride didn't make the list. Donna, I drop you in Disney World right now. The ride that you go on, you can only go on one, would be... Well, What's are we talking all the, the parks? Just don't overcomplicate this. Okay, because when you say Disney request. World, I think of all the parks that are part of the Disney World experience, and my answer is Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Aerosmith. You go from zero to 60 in about 2.7 seconds. It's like being on a drag bike, like a motorbike at a drag strip. It is so fun, and they make the whole experience an experience. Yes, you know, indeed. Because it's never just a ride. Right. There's lots of components to that experience. Even when you're in the queue, or is what Disney calls their lines. It's themed. Right. There's fun stuff that is happening they, there. They are awesome. Yes, that is an awesome ride. Last time I was on it, I was 15, and I loved it. Oh, wow. The last time I was on it, I was like 47. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but, so fun. Um, but if we're just staying in... No, but no, you can go anywhere. It's, okay. it's in like the greater Disney okay. world because Avatar Flight of Passage, which is at Animal Kingdom, that made it in. Oh, oh okay. Great. Great. Yeah. I can't believe then they did not include that ride. That's just... That's... Unbelievable. Well, let's go 10 to 1 here. I think we have time for it. Uh, number 10, according to adults, the best ride at a Disney park, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Now, that's funny because that is a, uh, that's been around for some 20 years, and it is a shooting game. Oh. And I believe it's at, uh, it's in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom, and it's a shooting game, and you go in, and it's, of course, wonderfully themed and all of that, and then you're just trying to shoot all the different targets, and it's tracking your score right there on your, um, even in your cart, you can see your score. So that's fun. Number nine, I love, love this attraction. It's Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Don't have, oh, oh. oh. Is this, it like about news and the world? And This is first debuted at the World's Fair, and it was such a hit that they brought it back to Disneyland and then re, uh, recreated it at Disney World. It's where the theater, the Carousel of Progress, they call it a carousel because the stage stays in the same place, the Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Seating area spins around so you go start in the early 1900s. Okay. And then it yep. spins and you go to the 1940s. And I remember being on it when I was 15 and thinking, I feel like I'm... Tra- time traveling this feels so magical and the music and they have this little vignette set up of an uh, old guy in his house saying well it's the turn of the century now which means and i love it it's a great place to cool down yep and then they have the great song written by the sherman brothers long partners of walt disney well there's a great big beautiful tomorrow and if the voice of the carousel of progress is familiar that's because it is the same narrator voice from the movie um, a Christmas story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. It's the same voice from that. Ah. Yeah. Number that's eight a on the one. list uh, is Avatar Flight of Passage. That's a newer one at Animal Kingdom. I love the movie Avatar and would really, I think, love that ride. Number seven, old school. This is just pure nostalgia. Dumbo the Flying Elephant. <laughs> this is just a classic ride that you can get on at any state fair or carnival, but there's something special about it at Disney. Mm hmm. Hey, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Number six on the list of adults' favorite rides at a Disney park, It's a Small World. Oh, yeah, because that's where um, Figment is. Nope. No? No. Where's Figment? He's at Epcot, and he is on the, what is it, Journey to Tomorrow or something like that. Oh. Figment is an Epcot guy, Purple Dragon. Okay. It's a small world, you know, it's a small mm-hmm. world after. That was the ride that uh, the last time we went to Disney, my kids were four and two. And it was one of the only rides that they were really comfortable going on and not nervous about. Mm. So we, we went on it probably, I don't know, seven times, oh. eight times. And I love that. And I never get sick of the song. And I just love it all. I love it. What? Oh, you can't no, love anything you can anymore? Love it. Oh, figment. Number five, Splash Mountain. Number four, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Don't know that one. Number three, uh, also at the Magic Kingdom, these last four have been Pirates of the Caribbean, of course. Yo ho, yo ho. Pirates life for me. Oh, that scares me, that one. I like it. The guy, like, enticing the dog to get the keys. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good memory there, Grant. Yeah. Uh, Number two on the list, adults' favorite rides at a Disney park is the Haunted Mansion. So scary. The scariest. Well, you scare easy. The oh oh wait, the haunted mansion, you know what I'm thinking of? No, Tower of it terror. didn't yes. Mm-hmm. That Where it is drops so and moves scary. And all that. Oh my god, it's terrifying. <laughs> uh let's see. Number one on the list. Space Mountain. That's a great ride still. I Space love it. Space Mountain. You know, the ride that's getting built right now at the Magic Kingdom beside it is the new Tron roller coaster, which they think will be open later this year in conjunction with Disney Disney World's 50th anniversary, which is October 1st. So that's going to be the next really cool indoor roller coaster. Nice. Nice. I feel like I've done my part here. Absolutely. Let's play a game. Okay. Play oh, my the, gosh. Uh, it's that time, isn't it? Yeah, we got to play the Millennial X games. We need a Millennial and a Gen Xer to call in 651-641-1071. Uh, And then you can partner up with me and Donna. And if you partner up with the right person, you're going to win a prize. So if you're a millennial, call. If you're a Gen Xer, call. Let's play. You might win. It's next. 
know how it goes. You tell yourself you're going to work out, but then one thing turns into another, and suddenly it's bedtime. My recommendation? Join the Y. Right now, they're giving new members a free in-person or virtual personal training session. You know, someone to give you encouragement, consistency, and a plan to meet your fitness goals. And you'll also get $0 enrollment if you join by April 15th. Do it. Go to ymcanorth.org. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Today is Wednesday. It's 1130. That can only mean one thing. Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve the Millennial. I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host, I am Grant. How is it going, guys? Can I ask you that this time? Will you tell me this time yeah, or not? Yeah, we've warmed up. It's hour three. We're doing really, really well. We're um, pretty good. Grunt. Pretty, 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 pretty good. All right. Well, Steve, you won last week, which increased your lead to five to two for the Millennial X Games right now, which means... <laughs> You get to pick first, obviously, in this game, and it gives you the chance to kind of brag a little bit in front of Donna, too, which is fun. Well, it feels good, because I have a, a big distance from her in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and I just love that it's... These are these are tough. If I'm a 5-2, to two, it's tough to come back from this one. Usually, it's closer, Donna, in years past. Yes, it is. Maybe you're getting worse. Who are our lifelines, Grant? Well, we could talk <laughs> to your lifeline right now. We've got Jen, who is our Gen X lifeline. Jen, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Okay, so wait, Jen is whose lifeline? She's the Gen X lifeline. She'll be Steve's lifeline. Jen, how old are you? I am 50. Nice. Uh, right where we want yep. you. Okay. Sweet spot. This is going to be great. Awesome. All right, Jen, so stay on hold and we'll use you when we need you for lifeline, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. And now let's talk to Matt, Donna's millennial lifeline. How you doing, Matt? Good morning. <laughs> Oh, you got a real unhinged lifeline, Donna. Oh, I love it. Oh, this um, is great. Matt, can I ask how old you are? 32. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Thank All right, you. we got some good lifelines today. We do. All right, Matt, stay on hold. We'll come to you shortly, okay? <laughs> okay. Thank you, bud. Okay. All right, let's do this. Steve, now, like I said, you get to pick first. Who would you like to go first, yourself or Donna? Um, I would like Donna to go first. Okay. Mm. Donna's going to go first. Donna, you ready to spin the wheel? Here I go. All right. Television. All right, Donna. Television is your topic, and here we go. Late, the late supermodel Anna Nicole Smith's reality TV show debuted in August of 2002 on the E! Network. What was the name of the show? Um, it was like, it's Anna time. Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole. Here's Anna Nicole. Anna. It's Anna time. Here's Anna Nicole. I think it was just Anna Nicole. It wasn't even the Anna Nicole show. It was Anna Nicole. I'm not going to use my lifeline. Mm-mm, not yet. All right. You sticking with Anna Here's Nicole? Here's Anna. Anna. Anna Nicole. Yes. That's what you're sticking What's with. What's your final answer? Anna Nicole. It was like, the Anna yeah. Nicole show, actually. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. Shoot, dog. I like that you went Anna time, kind of like Hammer Time. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, that was such a pressure relief for me. Really opens up strategy. Okay, I'm ready, Grant, and I have stood up out of my chair. 
and I have grabbed the wheel that you guys installed here in my bedroom closet. Here I go. Yeah! Oh, Donna. nice guess, Woo! Donna. Good job. Okay. Blue Oyster Cult final. <laughs> All right, Steve, here we go. Bruce Springsteen's 1984 album, Born in the USA, had seven singles that went to the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Name all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Name two of them would be a real problem. Uh, which one charted the highest, spending four weeks at number two in the summer of 84? Mm, I'm not going to use the lifeline here. This is a guess. Um, uh, geez, is it on the nose? Is it born in the USA? Born in the USA. Jersey guy, him Obama jacket. I'm going to say born in the USA. Final answer. Final answer. Final. Okay. Unfortunately, it was Dancing in the Dark that spent four weeks at number two. Great song. Yeah, great video, too. That's the one that Courtney Cox is in, isn't it? Oh, she gets pulled up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. All right. All right. We're tied. Donna. That was cute. What a psycho. All right, here we go. You ready to spin that wheel, Dot? Okay. All right. Headlines. Headlines. This is a first for me. This one will be fun, too. Here we go. The Houston Astros ballpark is now called Minute Maid Park, but from 2000 to 2002, it was briefly named after what now defunct Houston-based energy company. Okay, so I used to live in Texas, so I should try to pull something. Well, Matt is a boy. He might know this. Stereotype. Um, uh, what Did you say what year? From 2002 to, from 2000 to 2002, what was the Houston-based energy company that had the name of the stadium? I'm going to say GE, General Electric. Final? Yes, Final answer is unfortunately incorrect. <laughs> is it? I'm going to guess Chevron Stadium. Similar. Enron. Enron, excuse me. Oh, Enron. Enron. Oh, Enron. Chevron, Enron. Enron was the one you were looking for there, Donna. So mm. now oh, man. Steve can take the lead here with this one. Steve, are you ready to spin that big old wheel? I'm ready. Boo! <laughs> We're back in the headlines again, Steve. Here we go. After Mark David Chapman assassinated John Lennon in January of 1980, he remained at the scene of the crime reading what 1951 coming-of-age novel? Let me repeat that whole question. After Mark David Chapman assassinated John Lennon in, the, in January of 1980, he remained at the scene of the crime reading what 1951 coming-of-age novel? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go to my lifeline, Beth. No! Her name is Jen. Jen? Jen? (laughs) Yes. Do you know what book David Chapman, Mark David Chapman was reading at the scene of the crime after he assassinated John Lennon in 1980? Of course I do. Of course you do. The Catcher in the Rye. The Catcher in the Rye, final answer. Jen! Jenny from the block! Nice job, Jenny. Oh, nice job. All right. (laughs) Crazy thing that was. All right, huh? stand by, Mark. Oh. I mean, Matt. 
Sorry. All right, Jen, you may have just secured yourself a victory here. All right, stay on hold, Jen. Darn it. Okay, you ready to spin the wheel, Here I go. Nyot. Movies. Nyot. Nyot. Movies. I'd love to be in a CrossFit class with you. Just to hear your noises. All right, your your topic was movies. Yep. Okay, here we go. Okay. What 2003 Quentin Tarantino movie told the story of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad? Oh, no. I think it might be Kill Bill. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Let's ask Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Hey, Matt. What 2003 Quentin Tarantino movie told the story of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad? I'm going to go Kill Bill. Okay. Volume 1. Nice. Final answer? Final. All right. Yes. Wow, nice one, Matt. Matt. That volume one, Matt, was crucial. I wasn't going to give it to you unless you said volume one. Nice job. Whatever. Nice nice job, buddy. Thank you, Matt. So it all comes down to this. It does indeed. I have no lifeline. I'm alone in the middle of the ocean right now, treading. Yep. Spin that wheel, buddy. There's a lot more with that one. The, okay, here we go, bud. Lifestyle. The, lifestyle. The McDonaldland characters were popular in McDonald's marketing during the 70s and 80s. Can you name a McDonaldland character not named Ronald McDonald or Grimace? Hmm. I can. And I'm trying to think if I can name two. Damn it. We're <laughs> certainly going to go the Hamburglar. Yeah. Ah, um, let's see. The Hamburglar. Then there was that girl who was up to no good who wore goggles, I think, and maybe had pigtails. Boo. Um, B-U. Uh, I'm just going to stick with the Hamburglar final answer, but I can't wait to hear the list from you, Grant and Victory. You are oh so sweet. Final. Final. Sorry, Matt. Got the Hamburglar. Here we who go. Else? We had Mayor McCheese. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> the French Fry Goblins, re- later renamed as the Fry Guys. The Fry Guys. <laughs> Officer Big Mac. Oh yeah, Captain Crook and the Professor. I don't. I don't know who Captain Crook and the Professor is, but uh, the rest of them I remember. So darn it. What was Grimace supposed to be? An eggplant? What was that thing? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I think maybe back then it was I a don't manatee. Know. <laughs> Donna, don't body shame Grimace. I no, I'm not. I'm just. That's what he looked like. He just looked like a blob. I'll look it up. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, there's nothing to really say about that. It looks like kind of like the Cookie Monster. Okay. Uh, I mean, you would think that he'd have something to do with McDonald's, right? Because every other yeah. character does. Um, he was a, they say the original Grimace was scaly, mean-looking, had four arms, had no charm whatsoever. He scared kids. So we changed him to a, to a soft, plush, two-armed blob of a sweetheart who only wanted McDonald's milkshakes and to hang out with Ronald. Well, he was headed for a host of mm. health problems. <laughs> Um, can we give Matt a shout out? Shout out because he lost. But you, you're not done yet. Oh, I have another one. Yeah, you've only no. She, no. no she done. Oh, excuse me. Yes, I'm looking at the oh. tiebreaker. My oh. apologies. I'm looking at the tiebreaker. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Let's let Matt talk real quick here. Matt. Matt, <laughs> I'm sorry. How you doing, buddy? You having a, It's okay that you lost, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Well, we enjoyed you on the show, and we appreciated the... Good morning. Well, thank you guys a lot. Uh, can I give a shout-out to my girlfriend, Sheila? Yes. Nice. Hey, Sheila. Yeah. Hey, what's the hesitation here, Matt? You could always propose, make this thing official, oh, put a ring on it. What? <laughs> so, 
Doing. 2021 is going to be a better year than last year. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, got to do this. Bye. 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 <laughs> and we've got Jenny from the block with Jenny us. Congrats, Jenny. You won a My Talk 1071 hat with your uh, job of helping out Steve there. Good job. Oh, thanks. It's like a dream come true. Oh, way to go, Jenny. Thank you for your help. Without you, I couldn't have done it. Thanks. That was fun. Okay, hang on the line, okay, Jen? All right, sounds All right. good. Bye. <laughs> Still like you, even though you made me lose. Sorry. Oh, I'm on a deep oh, dive right now. Did you know the Damn. answers to mine? Uh, to my questions? No, not really. Okay. I'm sorry. Now I'm looking at what is Grimace, <laughs> and there is a <laughs> Grimace commercial with um, Donald Trump before his presidential run, of no. course. I'll have to listen to this off air. This is enticing. <laughs> okay. All right. Final stretch of the show is coming right up. Steve has a story about an Irishman in Canada who did something cool. With this his is house. so stinking cool. He, he was homesick. And so he looked at his garage and thought, maybe I could transform this to make me feel more at home. I'll tell you what he transformed it into. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. And we're back. Final stretch of the show. The Donna and Steve show. Can you believe it's already Wednesday? Isn't that crazy? crazy? I know, Donna. I know. Every week, just flying by. Can you believe it's by. already the end of the show? I feel like we're just walking through a revolving door constantly. And you would think that it would feel like a longer week. Yeah. Just because there's nothing going on, right? How about when people start coming back into the building? Do you think it's going to feel faster then, or will that yeah, maybe. slow it down more? Good question, Steve. I don't know. I don't know. I was checking out the irishpost.com this morning because I am some percentage Irish. Don't ask me how much. I don't hmm. know. I always say mostly, but that's probably not true. There's a homesick Irishman. He's living in Canada. He's missing home. Stepped out into his garage and thought, I have an idea. Mm. Maybe I could transform this space. So this dude, over the course of a year, turned his garage into an authentic Dublin pub. That's I think this fun. is pretty darn cool. This guy, Kieran Daly, moved to Canada from Ireland 20 years ago, uh, but then just recently got the, the, the idea for this. I'm, correction, it's been two years that he's been working on this, including putting in a cool ceiling tile pattern, getting antiques and authentic Irish things. His brother oh, is yeah. in Ireland and owns an antique store. So when he sees something that would make sense in a in an Irish pub, he sends it to his brother. That's nice. He's got like the pie tin ceiling. Yes, that pie tin ceiling. The really crowded walls in an Irish pub, you know, with all sorts of just little knickknacks that are hung up there. A lot of Guinness. Yes, queen. Paraphernalia is there. A dark bar. It's like a black bar. Some barrels that are doing some cool stuff. He's redone the flooring so that it's a cobblestone feel. That's really... Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. And he's he'll just have people over, too. Like, they can... I mean, lately it's been he and his wife... But they can have people over, crack open the doors, pour some drinks. I always wonder about people who don't park their car in their garage. Why? Keep going. I just, you know, people who park their car in their driveway and don't use the garage for the purpose of the garage. It's funny. After I read this story, and we, uh, we've we gone to these, um, we went to a 
big family reunion house in Florida. And it's at this place called Reunion Resort where they specifically build homes with the intent of housing a bunch of people. So they have themed rooms, movie rooms, game rooms, but almost all of them utilize their garage space in a way that is not to house cars because they don't have any permanent residence right, there. Right, true. So we had a basketball court That's in right. ours. We're going to one next year that has a laser tag arena in the garage. They totally repurposed the space. And oh, after fun. I read this story, I thought, I get it. I get it because it is such, especially if you have like a three-car garage, Yes, there is so much <laughs> space in there. Yes. And you're looking around and you could just, you could turn one into a full you could turn it into a movie room, right? Okay, yes, yes. You could do all yes. sorts of really cool but things. But what about people who don't do really cool things? Who just don't park in there and yeah. because it's disorganized? Yes, I think because especially when you have kids, there's a lot of junk in there. Yes. Like I would, that, stre- that would stress me out not being able to park my car in the garage. That's reasonable. Yeah. That's a worthy stressor. Yeah. It's and it's I have clustered. a big driveway. It doesn't, you know. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying I could fit about 14 cars in my driveway. I okay. just don't want my car. <laughs> Donna. Okay. Not 14, but definitely one, two, three, four. We ten, the, ten for sure. Is the moat bridge, is that on a remote? We actually did this at my house when I was younger because we didn't have a basement. So my parents had, it's, and it was a very small home, but they had a larger garage. So they took the third car stall, put up a wall, put a sliding glass door in there. My dad put a bar in there and a TV. Yes, and made that's it like, smart. He made it like our rec room because he was like, get out of my, you know, don't be all loud in the house. So, right. we, you know, there's no, pl- it was a very open, small home. So we didn't have a lot of room. So he just made that into a little rec room. That's a great idea. Yeah. Actually. That is kind of a cool thought of totally, you could even totally close off that third stall. That's what we did. Made it a wall, put a door in there. It's like a sure. complete, it's like a room attached to your garage. That's a cool idea. Boy, if you, and if you had heating Which, in there, yeah. like if you have it run for heat. We do, yeah. All you need to do is cover, make sure you don't have windows on your garage door. And if you don't, you can go totally black in there. So for a movie room or a sports lounge, something oh, like that. that's a great idea, guys. Mm-hmm. What am I I know. Now, do you park your car in the garage, Steve? I do, yes. But you know what? There was a long time last year where I wasn't because I lost my garage door opener. Oh, no. This is just terrible. But yeah, no, the rule is the kids can't have any bikes or anything on the... We have a three-car garage with a third separate stall. The third stall is where we got like a makeshift bike rack assembled kind of like you would find at a local park yep so you drive the nose of your bike into there and in theory yeah it's nice when they do it (laughs) and when we enforce it but there are some nights at the end of a lazy summer night where it's like 10 o'clock and the sun's finally going down and then you're like whatever but right now it's nice and clean and open and so we have storage all on that side of the garage the third stall and then the two car side is just where we park gotcha I'll have oh, you over sometime, fun. Donna. Will you? Yes. When? In the month of May. When? Really? You yeah, mean I after? So. Are you going to get vaccinated? I hope so. I'm waiting to hear. Okay. Do you know anyone who's not? Do I know anyone? Oh, who's, who's choosing, choosing not, not to? to? Yeah. I don't think I do outright, but I think that there are a lot of people who aren't getting vaccinated who aren't telling people that they're not getting vaccinated. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's a closet thing. I think that they fear judgment. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's reasonable. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, a lot of people lie about what they've done during COVID. That's just the God's honest. I know truth. it's like that Saturday Night Live it's sketch. Exactly like that <laughs> it's sketch. so funny. Listen, man, I've been doing everything I can. I mean, I do go to that aerobics class in that small room <laughs> with twenty guys, and they're like, "You're doing everything you can. You're doing it right." <laughs> I know. Oh, so true. Geez. Well, this was quite the journey today, guys. It was decent. It was, it was good. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. I'd lost two games, didn't I? You did. and uh, But you'll win tomorrow yes, in Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. That comes up uh, every Thursday at 1130. Don't forget that you can always listen to our podcast. You can download those, subscribe to those in any podcast store that you happen to frequent. And you can watch my talk on YouTube. So if you haven't gone, go to YouTube right now. What are you waiting for? Just go there. Do it. And then you just subscribe and you'll be notified when our new segments drop. Each show has a video segment that airs on our YouTube page every day. It's really fun. Yasque. Yasque. Uh, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? I'm going to drive into to the station right now. I have a 1 p.m. Uh, interview and then hopefully a 2 p.m. interview and then the show at 3. I'm pumped. All right. How about you? Yeah, nothing. Uh, <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Bye, and Bradley Rod. are coming in. Bye. Bye.